Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. So it's, it's great to see some familiar faces that are from out of town. We've got people from Milwaukee. We've got people from Madison. We've got people from the north region of Chicago. Well, one person from the north region of Chicago. And, and we've also got a person from Lansing, okay? And so it's just exciting that you guys came just to hear me preach. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much uh, for it. Yes, 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 uh, yes. I, I take donations too, so you can just know that now. Um, we're, we're actually, so we're in Acts 25. Uh, we're kind of finishing up. Uh, we're in like the last couple of lessons of, about our study in the book of Acts, okay? And so we've gone through a number of, of things and, and actually a lot of stuff that I hope has been pretty convicting. I know for me, some of the themes that we've seen throughout is just a theme that, that God's church is always moving regardless of how God's people move. That it just, there's there's good things that happen and there's blessings that God gives. And then it says, man, and, and the spirit worked powerfully. And then there's times, even in, in the, the Bible, specifically in the book of Acts, when really bad stuff happens that we would think would actually distract and disrupt God's movement. And yet what happens, well, God's movement keeps on moving. You know what I'm saying? And so we're just trying to hold on as long as possible. Like if we can just be a part of it, we're fired up. And so that, that's some of the main stuff. Right now, actually, in Acts 25 and 26, is what we'll look at, it's not actually the most uh, eventful of chapters. So there's there's really, I mean, we've been through where a lot of the, the stuff that a lot of the guest speakers have shared has just been, man, I, I don't know how you can do two chapters in just a 30-minute time. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is probably the same, but it's just a story really about Paul, who's in prison at this time, and he's going before and, and really just there's a waiting period that it says at least about, about two years uh and probably a little bit longer than that and then it's all before some some ruling officials and he essentially shares his testimony i hope there's things that we can pull from it so i really believe there is we're gonna we're gonna basically so I, i'm just gonna go through acts a lot of acts 25 and then we're gonna center in on acts 26 but a lot of Acts 25, I'll just read in 25, 10, and 11. It says, Paul answered, and so he's talking to somebody. He says, I'm, I'm now standing before Caesar's court where it ought to be tried. I have not done anything wrong to the Jews, as you yourselves know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. And so Paul is, is doing everything we can. And we get the image, and he said it actually a couple of times, that he just really wants to go to Rome. For whatever reason, he just needs to go to Rome. And this, in so many ways, would have been understood, in, in a lot of times, like a death sentence. That I'm going there, and I understand I'm going to die. In Paul's head, he says, man, I know I'm going to be able to preach the word to them. I believe God's calling me to do that. 
The title of my lesson today is Relentless Faith. And if we did nothing else, understand that the life of a Christian ought to be characterized by the constancy of one's faith more than by random acts that are faithful. The life of a Christian ought to be characterized more by the constancy of one's faith than by random faithful acts. First point, we got three quick points. Uh, the first point is prepared. It's Acts 26 and verse 2. And now this is when Paul is going to be able to, to really share his testimony to, to this king. And so there's some situation that occurs. We're just going to pick it up and understand what Paul shares here. He says, right now, King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews. And especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jewish people all know the way I've lived ever since I was a child from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. And then he, he shares a little bit and really he, he shares in verse 8. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? So you think about right now, Paul has been in prison for at least a couple of years. And he's in prison understanding that my goal for actually being here, and this is the time that he writes certainly a few uh, letters that we have today, but this is the time also when he's, he's, I'm sure he's praying for the opportunity to appeal to this, this king. This would have been, this is actually, it was prophesied in, in Acts 9 when, when he says, you're going you're gonna to preach to kings. So I'm sure Paul knew, I'm not dying before I get a chance to speak to some important king, okay? And you think about the time in prison that he's prepared for this very moment, that he's before King Agrippa. This king's great-grandfather tried to kill Jesus as a baby. His grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded. His father had the apostle James martyred. It was in King Agrippa's DNA to have a distaste for Christianity, okay? And yet he's praying, I'm sure, every day. God, give me wisdom when I interact with the king. I've got one chance to interact with you. And, and if you and I were in that position, I'm like, man, I don't want to interact. Let me get, let me get out. Somebody else is going to do it. Not me. You know, the Kings are going to be preached to, but not by me. Maybe another King is going to come. I don't, I don't know, but it's not by me. And Paul's in prison saying, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to being, being able to preach to a King. He says, Please listen to me patiently. Think about telling a king, someone in high authority, please listen. I know your immediate reaction is going to be to not listen, but just listen to me, please. Yeah. Take some, some faith, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I think so often in our lives, we, we think about impossible tasks and, and we hope that we have the faith when it, the impossible strikes us, right? We, we just hope that there's enough faith. Yeah. Think about with your family and maybe there's, I'm, I'm sure this is a, a small enough group, but I know that there's difficult conversations that we actually have to have with some of our family members that we're hoping when rubber meets the road somehow, when there's some kind of a break, we, we hope we have enough faith to say something and to speak up for God or speak up for justice. Right. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's some that, that we're pushing, we're kind of kicking the can down the line that we're going to have to have so, make some really difficult decisions with not only our children, but also our parents and all of that, how, how can we help them best? And yet we're hoping when we have to make whatever decision we have to make, we just hope we have enough faith. Maybe it's our, our life and there's a thought that I, I've got to switch jobs or I, 
I know that the job I'm in isn't great or whatever. I, it's not the best situation. And so at some point I'm going to have to switch jobs when something arises. And so I just hope I have enough faith when that happens. Or maybe there's a difficult, there's a health complication that you're dealing with personally or with somebody else that you hope you have enough faith when it happens. Maybe it's as simple as just sharing your faith with somebody who really intimidates you. And when something gets brought up, we just, we hope we have enough faith, don't we? I would say for Paul, it wasn't a hope if he had enough faith or not. It was a daily and and routine communication to God. God, give me the faith. This is what I'm going to say. I'm sure in so many ways he had this, this speech perfect. I'm sure if he, he wrote it out many times over in his head, he's probably speaking it through. What am I going to say to this king when I interact with him? And so it wasn't just one random act of faith for Paul to speak up out of nowhere. It was a daily and, and constant walk with God that allowed him to speak so powerfully to this. We, we have to be prepared in that same way. For you and I to live a life of spiritual decisions, it's not based on just what's happening in the moment and hoping we have enough. It's based on our times with God leading up to that moment. And so I, I want to ask us this morning, how was your preparation? Are you, are you prepared? have whatever kind of conversation to make whatever difficult decision in whatever stressful time are, are you prepared right now my second point is is preach and now we're going to drop down and it's acts 26 and now we're going to verse 19 okay so we're speeding through a little bit it's helpful to understand but it, and it's really it's really cool stuff paul sharing his testimony now for the second time uh the third time it's recorded in the book of acts but he's sharing it for the second time himself it says in in verse 19 so then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and to the and as the first to raise from to rise from the dead would bring them the message of of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. And so Paul's preaching, and you think about it, he's talking to this king. He has a, the king has the authority to do whatever the king wants to do with him. We understand really the only reason Paul is still in prison is because one of the 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 important people that, that had jurisdiction over him when he was succeeded or when he left office, basically he just wanted to throw the Jews a bone. So he said, I'm not going to release this guy that's rightful for me to release. I'm just going to keep him there. So th this is who Paul's talking to right now. And he says, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse you from repentance though. There is still the call that, that we have to preach this, this message of repentance. And turning from one way, going to the exact opposite way, changing our mind about what we understand as being true. Certainly all of us who've made a decision to make Jesus Lord have done that. And so it, so often, as, as I've seen in, in, in my life, it's very easy for us to look at those who are in lowly situations. Look at those, uh, we can go to any kind of, hear me now, any kind of homeless shelter and we can see people who really need Jesus. But it's such, a, it's such an important thing that Paul had on entirely straight that the, the rulers, those above us, our bosses, they need Jesus too. Just because you wear a nice suit doesn't mean you don't need God. You know what I'm saying? 
they, they need it. And, and more than ever, you think about whoever you grew up admiring as, as, you know, an athlete. I think about guys, at least for myself, I think about guys like Brett Favre. And I'm like, man, like growing up in Wisconsin, you just wanted to be like Brett Favre. Now I am so grateful that I am not like Brett Favre, okay? You know what I mean? You, you read about him and you're like, what is going on with dude? You can go in anybody's life and see that, though. What is going on with them without Christ? And so for you and I, man, this is, this is something I, I, I wonder. I, I'm sure we pray for the homeless in Kalamazoo. I, I wonder if we pray for our leaders in Kalamazoo. I wonder if we pray for, for the, the CEO of Pfizer, though. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if we pray for, for the, the big wigs at Stryker. I wonder if we pray for them. They need God just as much, if not more so than any of us, anybody else. Paul says he testified to the small and the great alike. So for us, as we preach, I want to I want to challenge us. We can't just preach to those who are below us, who we feel comfortable that we have something that they don't have, and I know it. We got to preach to everybody, and it's and it's not easy. But man, it's 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 exciting though, isn't it? Yeah. It's exciting, and it's been said, and I've seen it to be true so many times. Those with great character. It, they're very quick either to follow God or to say, I don't have what it takes to follow God. There's been many people who I've opened the Bible with, and maybe you guys have as well. And those with the strongest character, it's, it's actually very easy to study the Bible with them because they see what the word says. They understand they are someone under authority. You think about the, the faith of the centurion, right? I understand I'm somebody under authority, and I understand that, that following God is, is something that if I put myself under, he's king, and so I have to do what he says. And it's it honestly is so it's so simple, right? Those with lower character are the ones that we try so hard to to bring along and to help as much as we possibly can. And so I, I just want us to say, give us some faith, really, even this morning, that there's there's somebody in your life who you look up to, who you're intimidated by, who you're scared of because you're like, they don't they don't really need God. I would I would ask us to open our hearts and see, just like Paul, he said, man, I just preach repentance. That we make a point to, to pray for an opportunity and then just preach repentance to them. Amen. Right. Wow. My third and final point is is persuade. And we're dropping down again a little bit more. It's in Acts 26. We're going to pick up in 27. It says, this is awesome. So now Paul is, is undeterred by, by somebody calling him insane. Okay. And he keeps going. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. The king rose and with him, the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, this man's not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. I want to read verse 29 to us again. Paul replied, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. Paul has done so many impressive things, right? I mean, even looking through this book, he, be, he became the main character right about halfway through. But this is this is such a cool thing he said. He's not, he's totally undeterred. He's not literally, and this is what impresses me about him is, is when we interact with those who are more important than us so quickly, it's there's an exceptionalism that's given, right? Well, it's different for you. 
And King Agrippa said, hey, are you trying to convince me? He said, I'm not only trying to convince you, I'm trying to convince everybody. You And, and you know what? You're part of everybody. And so even in Paul's view, he's like, no, I'm preaching to this king who needs it just as much. There's not even, I wonder if there's even a thought that this, this I think the thought of, man, this king could help other people is the only thought in his head. It's like, man, he needs it so much. I get, you get this image of Paul and he's just pressing and pushing and he's totally undeterred by status or anything like that. You know, I, when, I, when I think about that, there's, it's, it's a little bit of a stretch, but hear me now, okay? So a few years ago, there was this running back named Marshawn Lynch, okay? And so Marshawn Lynch, if you don't know anything about football, I'm going to explain it to you now. Running backs are the, the ones that run the ball. They're a lot of times really an impressive combination of speed and size. This guy was, is, was really known as beast mode, okay? So this is the, the name for him. He's known even in NFL circles, the biggest and the strongest, as beast mode, okay? This guy, he did an interview for 60 minutes. And this interview, it was it was an interesting interview. <laughs> I couldn't show the clip for, for obvious reasons, but it, this interview for 60 minutes, okay? And so one of the things that he's known for is just being somebody who beats you down. And so the first few, uh, really the first few quarters of the game, he only gets a couple of yards every time he touches the ball. It's not a very good, it's not, it's not a way to sustain success. But by the fourth quarter is really when he's known as He's the one that in the fourth quarter, right at the end of the game, he pushes really hard and he's able to get big yards. The yards that were only two yards now turn into seven and eight and 15 yard games, okay? And so there's this this guy and he's interviewing him and he's trying to get this great quote and he says, what, what is it that, that makes you do what you do? And Marshawn Lynch says this. He said, at some point, it clicked in my mind that if you just run through somebody's face, a lot of people aren't going to be able to take it over and over and over and over. And he goes on and he says over and over. And then he stops. And he says, and over and over and over again. He says over 15 times. And so you get the image of this, this guy and he's just explaining that his mentality. And then, and then the, the, the guy, the 60 minutes uh, host says, okay, so is there a greater, is there a greater lesson in there? And he said, yeah, the, the greater lesson is just to run through somebody's face. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I say that, and hear me, it's, it is a bit of a stretch. I, I say that, though, that Marshawn Lynch's mentality is I just have to keep going and going and going. And I'm not deterred by somebody being 290 pounds when I'm 220, nor am I thinking too much when somebody's much faster than me. I'm just going to keep going. Right. It's such a great lesson as we, as Christians, our, our view is we just need to keep going. There's going to be times when, when it is so easy. There's going to be times when it's a slog. However, Paul's perspective and mentality was, I just need to keep going. I'm not really sure when somebody's going to come to God, but I just need to keep preaching the word. And I'm not really sure who is going to come to God, but I know some people are if I keep preaching the word. Right. Yeah. It clicked in his mind, he said. I think for, for you and us, or you, you and I, rather, it, it's really cool. Actually, believe it or not, we are coming up on one year of time spent in Kalamazoo, at least as a church. And that, it, it feels like, it feels like it's been uh, about a month and other times it feels like it's been five years. And I'm like, man, I know I, I've been here. I know the spots a little bit and I, I, I'm very proud of certain places and, and all of that stuff. But I, I really, I really want to challenge us to take up the, really the mentality that, that, that Paul took up, certainly that uh, Marshawn Lynch took up 
is that there just ought to be a relentless, we ought to be relentless in the constancy of our faith. Right. That we, there's been some really cool things that have happened. It's been so cool to, to get to know new families. It's been cool to be able to really be a part of something amazing here in Kalamazoo, hasn't it? Yeah. And we're, we're really, we're just, we're just a slice of it, but we, we love the slice that we are. You know what I'm saying? And we, and we love it and we want our slice to grow just like we want everybody else's slice to grow of true Christianity yeah. in Kalamazoo specifically. And so we, the, the cool things have happened. And if we decide that we're just going to, at this point, just chill, you know what's going to happen? Still good things are going to happen. It's just that God's not going to use us to do that, right? right? Yeah. And I, I want to challenge us to be a part of good things happening. Yes. We don't know what exactly, when we say good, I don't know. I mean, we got to start praying for these, these big wigs and just see what God does. Yeah. And we got to start praying for, for the college and the students on campus and just see what God decides to do. There's a scripture that, that perhaps Paul wrote while he was actually in, in prison in Rome waiting for King Agrippa. Well, it's in Philippians 3. Verse 12, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that's who God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Don't you love when Paul he says, if you disagree, I know I'm right. God's going to make it clear to you that I'm right. <laughs> if you think I've done enough, I just, I trust. And it's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a paying of respect that I trust your faith. That God is going to, God's going to make it clear to you. Like, I trust you're praying. I know I'm right. I've prayed about this more than you. God's going to make it clear to you. But we just got to forget what's behind and we got to press forward for what's ahead. As we, as really, really begin this, uh, this fall transition, we've had an awesome summer. We're really going to transition into a fall time that I, I want to challenge us to, to look towards what is ahead. Certainly heaven, absolutely. But there's so many good things that are yet to come even this year that we have an opportunity to be a part of. I, I want us to dream for those things. That's why at midweeks we're going to be spending the, the next few uh, really dreaming for what's going to happen and spending time just thinking and scheming and planning. And the amazing thing is when you plan for spiritual things, you know what happens? Nothing th that you plan for happens, but spiritual things still happen, okay? And that's the cool thing. We plan for the coolest things to happen. None of that cool stuff happens, but it's still spiritual. And we, and we rejoice and we give God the glory and it happens way better than we ever could have imagined. Amen. So with, with that, we're going to close with one final song. Let, it, let us just remember to have a constancy of faith as we continue to progress as a church and as individuals. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week.
statements, hoes.